This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like to learn more information about what you hear during our show today, don't forget to give us a call at 586 582-7008. Or as always, you can visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And don't forget, while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, I was flipping channels the other day and Back to the Future came on. It's a classic. (laughs) And whenever I watch it, my imagination begins to wander to what I'd tell myself if I could jump into a time machine, hit 88 miles per hour, and go back 30 years. Now, some of what I'd say to myself is common sense. Don't worry about fitting in. Pay more attention in chemistry class. That sort of thing. But I'd also give myself plenty of financial advice. See, like many of you listening today, I've made some financial mistakes along the way, and you know what? That is perfectly normal. But as I think about Back to the Future and time machines, it occurs to me that for many of us, our kids and grandkids are something of a time machine itself. Thankfully, you don't have to hit 88 miles per hour to visit them and give them the kind of financial advice you wish somebody had given you when you were younger. But before we load up on the DeLorean and head back in time, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who, if I do say so myself, is the Doc Brown to my Marty McFly. <laughs> I love it. A little Back to the Future reference. That's <laughs> yes. awesome. Uh, I absolutely love that. Uh, this is going to be a great show. I can tell already, Albert. Uh, you're ready for this one, and you, you brought your A game for sure. I've had a great week, and I'm just happy to be here with you talking about this stuff. How have you been? What's going on over there? Oh, I've been very well. Weather's been really good here in Michigan, and uh, able to get out and get an extra round of golf over the weekend. Very nice, and uh, it's actually more relaxing this past weekend, so I enjoyed that. Well, that's good. I think that's important uh, to get some relaxation in once in a while. Now, I think this is going to be a good show. I mean, what a what an outstanding topic. I've often thought about, you know, some of the choices I've made when I was younger, financial or otherwise, and, and I cringe, to be honest, at some of the choices <laughs> I made when I was a young person. And, you know, obviously outside of books and movies, time travel is still impossible. But I, I like your notion that our kids and grandkids are time machines. That's really interesting. And you know, while Marty McFly was able to travel through time and see himself and his parents, we can see ourselves in our kids and grandkids, can't we? Oh my gosh, that's exactly right. I mean, right off the bat, I think there's something you should consider if you decide to uh, share your financial lessons with your kids and grandkids 
And that is share it all, Tony. I mean, share your wins, share your losses, and definitely share your mistakes. You know, nothing can ease the sting of past financial mistakes like making sure someone you care about doesn't make the same ones. Now, a recent Money Talks news article called Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren has some extremely useful uh, guidance. Um, But before we get rolling, let me just say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot, but all of this advice applies just as well if you're the parent of a teenager or even a 20-something. So what's the first piece of financial advice then that you recommend giving the young people we care about? You know, the first piece of advice, Tony, should be that you should share with the young people in your lives that debt is like a pair of handcuffs that are almost impossible to take off. You know, if you lose your job or require medical care, your insurance doesn't, your insurance doesn't cover, those debt handcuffs are going to make it even harder to successfully navigate through those situations. Now, when you're wearing debt handcuffs, somebody else has the key, remember that. So the longer you take to pay the debt off, the more interest charges mount and the more difficult the key to the handcuffs is to reach. Ah, that- interesting. Now, if one of your favorite young people is struggling with debt, I urge them to come with a bold action plan immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. And back to the future, you know, Marty McFly turned to Doc Brown for advice. So if you know a young person who's struggling with debt, you should encourage them, I think, to work with someone like yourself, a financial services professional who can serve as their own personal financial Doc Brown, right? Oh my gosh, that's that's a, such a great point there, uh, Tony. I mean, the next financial lesson though we should give to a young person is that there's real power in living below your means. I mean, buying a reliable car, not the flashiest car, uh, live with roommates until you have enough say for a down payment for your own place. Most importantly, remind them that a promotion or raise shouldn't automatically be an excuse to spend more on their lifestyle. Right. And I'd be willing to bet that for a lot of people out there, that first significant pay raise was greeted with a burst in spending on things that probably weren't necessary, right? I mean, I I know I certainly kick myself when I think about some of the stuff I was buying when I was 25. (laughs) Of course. I mean, I think almost all of us made at least some financial decisions 25 that we later came to regret. (laughs) And in my case, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I might be right there with you. Now, I mean, the next valuable lessons, though, that you may be able to share with the young person in your life is to pay themselves first. I mean, what I mean by that is urge them to generously contribute to their 401ks or IRAs. Also explain how automating savings, or should say being having it automatically put to a savings account can help them avoid spending too much out of their paycheck. Right. And you know what? I think you're making some great points here. And I think this is fun. It's informative. And when it comes to saving money, that old adage of out of sight, out of mind is a useful tool, right? Oh, absolutely, Tony. Absolutely. Uh, When a chunk of your paycheck is automatically funneled into your, let's say, chosen retirement savings tool, you budget with what ends up in your debit account, which means you aren't budgeting with money that you need for retirement. Well, that sounds great, Albert. Do you have anything else you want to add for our listeners out there, how to get a hold of you? 
Uh, sure. I mean, I ask our listeners basically visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Or as always, you can call my office at 586-752-7008. All right. Sounds great. Now, it's been a good one. We're talking about serving as a financial time machine for our children and grandchildren by sharing those financial victories, defeats, and lessons. And I think by relaying the lessons we've learned over the years, we can help them see into the financial future. I think that's what you're saying here, Albert. And it's been a good one so far. What do you have for us next? Well, I mean, yes. By relaying your lessons you've learned over the years, Tony, you can help those that are uh, your grandkids and your children see into the financial future, so to speak. Um, the next great tip that we have is from what's an um, article from Money Talk News. Eight money lessons you must teach your grandchildren is one that you really, well, I should say really connects with me. It's don't allow yourself and your money get caught in the latest fad. I mean, sometimes the flavor of the month can leave a very bitter aftertaste. Yeah. You see, tell the young people in your lives that the fatter their paycheck gets, the easier it is to become seduced by expensive cars, bigger houses, and designer clothes. But what does that get you ultimately? Well, it's that money better served with a new car today or a happy retirement tomorrow. I think you and I both know the answer to that, Tony. It's important to <laughs> yeah. make right. It, I mean, it's important to make sure the young people you care about know this. If they learn this lesson at 25 rather than let's say 45, their financial lives are going to be so much easier. Yeah, I'd add that it's critical to make sure that you know the young people in our lives understand that easy access to credit or credit cards isn't the same as actual wealth or having money and. I think to some of us, real wealth comes from a solid financial strategy. It comes from disciplined spending, uh, maximizing your earnings, and uh, prioritizing security over uh, flash, right? Oh, my gosh. Very well stated, Tony. Very well stated. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I think the, what's important is that, uh, you know, we teach our children and grandchildren to always live within what is uh, comfortable. Yeah, within their means, right? Correct, correct. And you know, I think uh, the next critical piece of advice should be save aggressively. You know, that ties in very nicely with what you just said earlier. And young people need only to remember that by focusing strongly on saving while they're early in their careers, they won't have to save as much money overall. You see, saving money is a long-term play. And even if you begin by putting away, let's say, a modest amount, it's still likely to have major benefits down the road. Ultimately, money that's saved today could potentially benefit from compound interest and market upticks. Additionally, money that's saved at a young age has a longer runway, so to speak, to recover from market downswings. And when you begin saving money early, you have more opportunity to work with a financial service professional to tweak your investment preferences. Right. And I can't even begin to guess how many of our listeners out there have probably said to themselves, man, if I'd only started saving money when I was younger, (laughs) when I was in my 20s. And, you know, the more you save at a young age, obviously, the smoother the path to the kind of retirement you want is going to be. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but the more disciplined you are 
with saving money at a young age, Tony, the more likely it is you'll have the money you need in the future for, let's say, a down payment in a house, a large vehicle uh, as your family expands, or even for a new water heater when the old one hits the bricks in the middle of the night. So beyond hammering away on the idea of saving money, it's also critical to make sure that young folks you care about also set reasonable financial goals. Help them avoid goals that are, let's say, too broad, like buying a house, saving for retirement, and paying their bills. Let's use buying a house as an example. Push the young person you're dealing with to get specific. What kind of home do they think they'll want? New construction or a classic Victorian? Uh, will they want to live in the city, the suburbs, the middle of nowhere? Uh, do they want to utilize a large down payment to limit the size of their monthly mortgage payment. You see, getting specific presents goals that have clear and achievable benchmarks. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. So, and I think this may present the perfect opportunity for our listeners to use themselves as an example. I mean, sit down with a young person, describe how goal setting when you were young made a difference in your own financial journey or how it's making a difference right now. It, or maybe you didn't set goals at a young age, let them know how the path may have been smoother once you did start doing that. I think that's a really great idea, Tony. You know, and I hope many of our listeners use it themselves. Now, the next tip, don't believe everything you hear about money. It's, it's another <laughs> place you may be able to use maybe, let's say, a lot of your own personal experience. You see, young people, whether today in 2021 or back in 1921 or even in 1821, are influenced by popular culture. It's just part of being young. I mean, you should remind them to not put too much stock in that pop culture. You see, the get-rich-quick schemes, designer clothes, glitzy cars, and can't-miss stocks that are celebrated in movies can skew reality for some young people. Instead, urge your kids and grandkids to read the finance or money section of trustworthy news sites, gift them copies of financial planning books, and again, share everything and anything you've learned along the way. You see, movies and pop cultures are all about fun and escaping, but when it comes to finances, it's important to stick to reality, Tony. Well, yeah, and you said don't put a lot of stock in, in glitzy, fancy cars, unless that car is a DeLorean, of course, and, <laughs> and once you hit 88 miles an hour, it takes you to another time. That might be worth an investment, but uh, is this your way of telling us Doc Brown's time machine from Back to the Future is unlikely to become a reality? <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid so, yeah. Tony. You know, though you may want to get a second opinion from your friendly neighborhood inventor, uh, but when it comes to helping your, let's say, beloved young people find their financial way, uh, you should also encourage them maybe to set their own spending limits. You know, credit card companies, for example, are only too eager to tell them how much they can spend, but are they the best source? You see, encourage your young people to build a budget and then block out all the noise and stick to it. Right. There you go. Well, I think that's great advice. Let's keep going. I mean, this has been an interesting conversation about how you can use some of the financial wins and losses and mistakes that you've made and been faced with during your life to help your kids and grandkids. And I think this isn't happening enough. I don't think there are enough good personal finance classes in school. Uh, a lot of kids are growing up without 
uh, the knowledge they need. So we need to step up as parents and grandparents, things like that, and do this. So, uh, you know, it's been interesting. And uh, I think we want to help our kids be on, you know, solid ground with their finances when they're still young. What do you have for us next? Well, you know, Tony, I thought we'd finish the show today by sticking with the theme of finances and the young people in our lives, but maybe broaden it out into something a little more fun now. Uh, A Forbes article, Seven Tips for Traveling with Grandchildren, has some great advice about how you can build wonderful memories uh, with the young people in your lives with while sticking to a budget. So many of these tips also apply if you're still a parent of young kids as well. Now, it's first tip, if you want to travel alone with your grandkids, well, make sure you get their parents on board with your plans. You see, be clear about how long you'll you'll be gone, where you're going to be going, and what you'll be doing. And don't forget that some parents may have concerns about whether a grandparent still has the energy to keep up with the young grandchild, uh, about whether your driving skills are still up to par, you know. And uh, these types of questions may get under your skin a bit. But remember, to see it from your child's perspective, an open and frank conversation may just be the thing everyone needs to feel good about a grandparent-grandchild adventure. Well, yeah, and I think that's great. And we all want to have that adventure. And even a grandparent who spends, you know, a fair amount of time with their grandkid may be unaware of certain personality traits. So an open conversation before a trip is also an opportunity for the parents to share important information with you. Oh, my gosh. That's a very good point, Tony. Very good point. Uh, Communication is very, is the key here. Now, a next step or tip, I should say, for planning uh, an adventure with your grandkids is to include them in the process. You know, ask them for ideas and and be flexible. You may be thinking Disney World, but perhaps the little history buff in your life would prefer a trip to Washington, D.C. Or just as likely, after a school year of history lectures and reports, maybe a ride on Space Mountain is exactly what your grandkids needs. Either way, by including them in the planning process, you'll more likely to, uh, let's say, craft a travel itinerary that everyone enjoys, and then they'll remember for years to come. Yeah, that's great advice. And to me, it seems likely that if you include your grandkids in the planning process, you're going to increase the odds that they're interested and invested in the trip and excited about it. <laughs> I think that's a very fair point, Tony. <laughs> now, the next tip consider when taking your grandkids on a trip is to not try and do too much. You see, as the article notes, the ideal length is about 10 days to two weeks. Also, don't try to cram too much into each day. Remember, younger kids get tired and hungry and cranky, and the fuller the schedule, the more likely it's you're going to end up with the unhappy camper. Now, beware of bedtimes too. See, if you're flying internationally, try to do it at basically a night, well, at night, so the little ones can be, be better adjusted to the time change. And if they're used to dinner at a certain time, stick to that rather than your preferred time because you'll have an easier time adjusting with it. Right. Well, and yeah, and don't forget about nap time. <laughs> of we course, all love that. those naps. <laughs> if one of the kiddos you're traveling with is still used to a daily nap, uh, don't try to push through it. Let them have the nap. And and in my case, let dad have a nap, too. You'll be glad, <laughs> I love you, it. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> For sure. 
Now, now, one of the best ways to enjoy time together, Tony, is to take a break from each other as well. I mean, the easiest way for everyone to get some of their own space is through sleeping arrangements. Rather than putting everyone in the same hotel room, consider a suite with, with uh, let's say, separate bedrooms and pull-out couch. Uh, adjoining rooms may also be a great option because you can give your grandkids their own space while keeping the adjoining door open a crack so you can keep an eye on them. Also, if you're traveling with multiple grandkids, give each of them a bit of spending money. That way they can make some small decisions for themselves uh, and be independent of what the larger group wants. Right. There you go. That's really good. And, and those, you know, that seems like a great, uh, a great tip. And, you know, I think it's really important to plan these trips and to spend time with your kids, right? Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, and you got to make sure you're planning for everything, even like health. Uh, when planning a trip with your grandkids, you should also strongly consider travel insurance, illness, injury, or an unexpected school or sports event or st- are all things that could still throw a monkey wrench, uh, even with the best of plans. So look for a policy that covers the planning elements that can, well, that concerns you the most. And note that many travel policies allow you to cover a grandkid at no extra cost. Wow. Oh, that's really helpful. Uh, I did not know that. So it's been uh, my opinion that travel insurance is a good idea when planning a significant trip uh, <laughs> or with grandkids, that, that especially, I would say. Oh, my gosh, for sure. And it could be a good way to prepare for the unexpected. Now, here's another final big tip. Pack light. Without an adult intervening, your kids may try to bring every stuffed animal they've uh, ever owned or work with them, right? So, so work with them to set packing priorities and remind them that they don't need to bring along a lot of toys because they'll be too busy having fun during the trip. Yeah, there you go. Well, this has been a terrific show today, Albert. Is there anything else you have for us before we have to go? You know what? This was a great conversation today, Tony. Uh, you know, if those that would like to learn more uh, about this topic that we've discussed, I encourage you go ahead and visit my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com, or give me a call here at the office, 586-752-7008, and discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.